secondary. You in the stands, I ain't need no commentary. If you the competition, you gon' get buried. I don't cheat on the game, we gettin' married. Yeah. They gon' know me as legendary. You in the stands, I ain't need no commentary. Ain't no option, ain't no secondary. Yeah. I just throw it out like a Hail Mary. What is up, Royal Fam? It is your host, Sean Rios, and you are now tuning in to the Royal Talk Podcast. This is a podcast that talks about emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, physical wellness, and mental wellness. And if you are new here to the show, welcome. I always love new listeners. This is a great show. I drop on a weekly basis. I drop every Wednesday and hopefully every time I drop, I help people become a better person. This is a self-improvement and self-empowerment type of podcast. So if that's something that you're into, I hope that you stick around. I hope that you share the show because everybody knows I have one fee. I have one thing I ask of my listeners if you learned something from the show, if you got something from the show, please share the show via that be in person, you tell your friends, or you'd be like, hey, I listened to this new podcast, it was dope, or you can do it via social media by sharing my podcast, because this is going to blow up, I already know this podcast is going to blow up, so Hop on the train while you can. We already got plenty of people that listen to my podcast already. So, join the fam. Let's get started. So, today, I want to talk about something with leadership. And the reason why I want to do that is because I am in a leadership position myself. I'm in this organization called DSUSA. And uh, it's for it stands for Dixie State um, University Student Association. And it's it's made of an organization with a bunch of leadership positions. And I've talked about this on my show, but I'll go over it again. My position uh, in that organization is the Multicultural and Inclusion Club representative. And I communicate and sometimes help advise um, certain clubs on campus that uh, represent and promote multicultural and diversity values. And so that's kind of what I do here uh at my university and it's a fulfilling job and it's a it's rewarding work I, I i believe it is very very rewarding work well anyways we have we're required to take a course and then during this course i we have to do a presentation and the presentation consists of talking about leadership and so basically what i'm trying to do here is basically explain to you what i have said in my presentation and so in my presentation, I had to answer three questions, which I'll answer here um, on this podcast as well. And the first question is, what are three keys you feel make up a truly healthy leader? This is great. This is an important question. I think this is something that a lot of my podcast uh, audience can use uh, to better their lives and become better leaders themselves. Um, but we'll get into that. But I'm going to read you the rest of the questions. The second question. What are three things ideal student leaders would do on campus? Another great question. And here's the third question. What are three personal personal applications you are taking away from the semester to work on for your own leadership growth for your career? This is also a very, very important question. And in this podcast, I'm going to dive in and answer each and one of those questions. But first, let's roll it back up and let's start with the first question what are three keys you feel like 
you feel make a truly healthy leader. And uh, in this presentation, I explained that having courage is a key leadership quality for me that makes up a healthy leader. Because, you know, I think a lot of people are afraid and, uh, to go out and accept some the responsibility to be a leader. They are sort of fearful to step up to the plate and be that leader that sometimes the group needs, or sometimes they're even appointed to be in a leader position. Like say, if you're working at a restaurant and you get promoted to be a manager, you know, it takes courage to step in and say, you know what, I'm gonna take this leadership role and I'm gonna do the best I can. At that very moment, that takes a certain amount of courage for you to even uh, step in and say that I want to be a leader, it takes courage because I know personally a lot of people that don't want to be leaders, and that's perfectly okay. But if you want to be a leader, you have to have the courage first. You have to have the courage to step in and do what you want to do. And I think that sometimes um, maybe our generation, I don't want to say my generation, I don't want to generalize my generation and say that they don't step in and step to the plate because I've definitely met people that are my age or around my age that have definitely shown a lot, a lot of courage. So I don't want to just uh, generalize and say, oh, my whole generation. But the, I think there are quite a bit of people in society that aren't courageous enough to step in that role. And I would argue courageous enough to uh, for other things, but we're not going to get into that. But there's another side of courage that I want to discuss as well when it becomes when you talk about being a leader. And um, one of those things is leaders may go through uncertainty, but they have to have that courage to face that uncertainty. Um, so if you're a leader of a group or leader of an organization, you have you're going to go through uncertainties. You're going to go through issues that you did not predict, issues that you just cannot predict sometimes, right? Sometimes we talk about this in the podcast. Sometimes things are just out of your control. But what you have to do as a leader is step up to the plate. And that's what I try to do and implement on a daily basis when it comes to my own leadership is a lot of things are to hit me sideways. A lot of things are going to throw me off course. But what can I do to become a better leader that's key that's important and so that's what i try to focus on because a lot of leaders will hit this road or hit this obstacle and they don't know what to do and they break down and they fold and so what we have to realize is that's part of courage as well is when you are a leader and when other people look to you and look up to you and look for you to lead when something like that happens, you cannot fold. As a leader, we have to hold ourselves up to a higher standard. We have to. We have to. The second thing that I think makes up a good leader, healthy leader, is having dignity. And I think the reason why I say that is because anyone that holds a leadership title or even a position has a responsibility, has a certain responsibility that they need to do and need to fulfill. And so when you are given that responsibility, you need to have the honor and the dignity in that position. You need to have pride in what you do, right? Because I met leaders and I've, I've been under leaders that have 
no pride in what they do. And I, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of you can relate if you if you worked and you had a manager that just didn't have pride in what he was doing. He didn't have pride in the position that he had. And it just showed in his leadership. You just you just felt this energy as if this person does not want to be here and this person does not lead, but they're leading either because they have to or they're leading because somebody appointed them or any of those situations, it's just really uh, crappy and you don't want to go through that. So as a leader yourself, you have to have dignity. You have to have honor in what you do. You have to enjoy what you do and you have to have pride in what you do because trust me, if you don't, that energy is felt throughout probably not just your own group, but probably throughout the whole organization. So have dignity, have honor in what you do. The next thing I would like to hit on is awareness. And I think a lot of people, uh, leaders, are sometimes not aware of sometimes the climate, um, themselves, or even their team. And I think there's a, those are all different aspects that a leader must be aware of. And awareness, like as we've already done our own podcast or our own episode of awareness, but awareness, it, it takes place in, in a few different areas. And, you know, obviously the first thing is having self-awareness, having that, that, uh, that skill to look at yourself and analyze your strength, your weaknesses, analyze what type of leader you could be and what type of leader you should be and what type of leader you currently are today. And that takes a lot of self-awareness, self-awareness and self-analyzation. Now, there's another thing is uh, being aware of the environment or being aware of sort of the climate of where you're at right now. And, you know, sometimes a lot of leaders will like to ignore the environment and not consider being aware of the environment. But sometimes there are certain situations or certain uh, things that may affect a leader, um, such as a you talk about the workplace. There can be a certain workplace environment that could um, affect the team and even the leader themselves. But if the leader is not aware of that workplace environment, then they're going to struggle and not be as successful. And that leads to the last thing is being aware of your team, having this awareness of the people that follow you and what type of people they are and what type of personality that they have. That's extremely important for any any leader to have is to have that awareness of your team. Because once you have that awareness of your team, trust me, your team is gonna be a lot more cohesive. Your team is gonna be a lot more successful And your team is just going to be overall a lot more happy and more productive. And so as a leader, those are things that I would say would make a healthy leader. So to answer that question, there are three qualities I would say is courage, dignity, and awareness are things that make up a healthy leader. Now let's go to the second question. What are three things ideal student leaders would do on campus? And this is a great question. And I think the first thing that student leaders should do on campus is start by leading by example, right? Um, For a leader, there are gonna be certain standards, there are gonna be certain criteria that you must meet. And so in order for you to be a leader, you have to first meet that criteria that that organization demands of you or the school demands of you. And once you are able to do that, you start by leading by example, right? I mean, we all 
um, probably know a leader that probably doesn't know what they're doing and they don't even meet the sort of baseline criteria of whatever said organization that have that set the criteria and you just feel like they're unqualified right you feel like they're unqualified so when you work and you lead by example you are more qualified and the people that are looking up to you are going to have more credibility and more validity towards you as uh, a leader and so making sure that you lead by example is one of the first steps that you can do to become an ideal student leader and once you are able to lead by example now you're ready for the next step and once you start leading by example you are able to start providing guidance right and so once you start providing uh, once you work hard and you achieve the the qualifications that you need people are going to start looking to you people are going to start looking for you for advice people are going to start looking for you just to talk to you to see um to just pick your brain sometimes and so at this point you have to, uh, you know, not have to, but to be a great leader, you would want to provide guidance. Um, you know, for me, uh, being so active on campus, it's important for me to realize that once I can be successful, but as a leader, I have to make sure that the people around me are successful, the future upperclassmen are successful, or the, um, the young uh, students, the younger students on campus are properly guided to have a great college career because um, as of right now, I am a upperclassman. And I think that's one of the responsibilities that we must do as upperclassmen is provide that leadership since we've kind of been around the weeds of the college life and we kind of know what's kind of know what's best and how to maneuver in college and what's not so best. And I know a lot of great upperclassmen that can provide great, great advice. And so that's one thing. And then the last thing is obviously before you even lead by example, before you even provide any guidance, you have to be committed. You have to show commitment. And this can be a hard thing for people in general is being committed to something. But I would say don't be a leader if you're not going to be committed to the responsibilities, if you're not going to be committed to a role. Um, I understand that there's some circumstances where you're going to be uh, appointed as a leader, say if you get like promoted or something, and maybe you don't want that, right? But I think that as a leader, I mean, you have to fulfill those roles because people are still going to look up to you. And even though you didn't want to do it, you have to be uh, still committed to that to that job, to that position, even if you didn't want to get promoted or even if you got appointed to a position that you didn't want. I think that, you know, I always grew up, no matter what you do, you always work hard and you always give 100%. And sometimes we, we do things that we don't want to do, um, but we still have to do it. And so that's kind of my, um, my take on it. And so no matter what you're doing, if you want to be a true leader or an ideal leader for people, you have to have that commitment. Right. I mean, all these things that I'm saying, you don't necessarily have to do, but I'm saying for me personally, I think this is what makes one of uh, a great leader just in general. And now this is leading to our last question. What are three personal applications you are taking away from the semester to work for your own leadership growth for your career? Now, this is interesting. Because I thought about this one probably the most. 
And what I came up with, the, thing, the things that I want to take away from this semester of being a leader, I created three eyes. The first one is being inclusive. I think inclusivity is very important. Um, making sure that everybody from different walks of life have a voice and something that is bigger than themselves and not being not being shut out and not having their voices be silenced and giving them a proper platform is key for me. Um, sometimes there are underrepresented voices here on campus and um, the best part about my job is I get to connect with them and I get to help them have a voice. And so me being inclusive is just so important to me as a leader. And so that's something that I wanna take with me, not just for next semester, but for the rest of my life. The second I, it's inspire. And once I get to the point of including all these different voices to a platform or give them a platform, the next thing I want to do is inspire these people, inspire everybody to have a common goal. And I think for me, that's very, very important to me as a leader. Um, when I, Whenever I'm leading a group, obviously I want a group that is going to be um, diverse, diverse in thought, diverse in background, diverse in many things, because that's very important. And once I get to that point, I want to be able to inspire people from different backgrounds, inspire people from different levels and different areas of life, um, because that's one of the most powerful skills that you can do. And I think my podcast is one avenue of doing that. Um, I don't necessarily know the demographics I mean, I know some different demographics that listen to my podcast, but I don't know every intricate detail of the demographics that listen to my podcast. But it's important for me to inspire all different types of people and not just one certain type of people. And that takes a true leader to inspire different people from different walks of life. I mean, it's not too hard to inspire people that believe in the same thing that you do, right? It's not very hard, but how do you inspire somebody that has a different opinion than you, that has a different perspective of life than you? And that is what's key to being a leader. And that's something that I want to do and also not just use for next semester, but use for the rest of my life. And the last thing is innovate. Now, once we get to the point of inclusivity, once we get to the point of inspiring others, we now move to the innovation. We can create something. We can create something new because now we have diverse minds. And now that we have diverse minds that are inspired, we can innovate. We can create. We can create something great. We can create a culture. We can create a product. We can create almost anything that we put our minds to. And I think that is very exciting to me. And I think that is something that a lot of leaders, um, that in, in America should should follow is how can we do that? How can we be inclusive? How can we in, inspire? And how can we innovate? Because this is a great country. But for me, I've always felt like our leaders could be better. And I think that's why it's important for me to explain and, and focus so sometimes so hard on leadership because I know I talk about leadership quite a bit on this podcast, but it is so important to me that we have good leaders. Because as a country, it brings us all together. 
And you can see that, and I can see that um, on a smaller scale with my, my organization. With DSUSA, I mean, we have phenomenal leaders in that organization. And, and so, and it creates this culture of greatness and, and it's very vibrant. And obviously that organization isn't perfect. And there are criticisms that I may have, but overall, it's a great thing to be a part of, part of, and it has made me a better individual and a, just a better human being and, and leader in general. And so hopefully you take something from this. Hopefully you look at this and, and or listen to this, sorry, you listen to this and you think about sort of how can you apply some of these um, qualities that I talked about and like I say, I mean, you don't have to take every single thing I say, but maybe there's something that I, that's spoke out to you. Maybe there's a quality that you're like, hmm, I should work on that. Hmm, I want to develop that. Or hmm, I'm already, that's already one of my strengths. And that's kind of the goal here is to help you realize that you have so much more value and that you can always improve your value in this world, Right. Sometimes people may not respect you, they may not respect the value that you uh, put out, but you know what your value is. And I think that's where the true strength comes from, is knowing what your value is and knowing what you can will, will accept and won't accept. And for me, a lot of things, I, I can be hard on myself, but you know, it's also very important to Analyze yourself and analyze your strengths and your weaknesses. And if you got something from this podcast, like I said before, please share the podcast. Um, that's how we grow. I We grow organically and we have been growing ever since I started. So I want to thank everybody for coming in and listening to me. And I'll see you next week.